0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church.
1: Well, the title of the message today is It's it's Time for Change. It's Time for Change. You know, I have been times in my life when it just seemed like life was very humdrum. You know, we get in a rut, and, you know, uh, uh, all of a sudden, Thanksgiving comes, and we had a hustle and bustle. Would you hold that? We we get in this hurry-up mode. We're trying to get, you know, you ladies get in the kitchen. You got to hustle to get everything done. Well, I've got to do this. Well, I get off work, I got to go get the groceries. Got to go to Piggly Wiggly or Walmart. Well, the same thing happens just a few weeks later. We get in the mode, we've got to take care of Christmas. But have you ever noticed that when Christmas is over, the hustle and the bustle, we do our best to try to find that mode of simplicity. And and really, we get through, we're so tired, we say, I'm glad the holidays are over. I can kick back and get back into my routine. But it's the routine, if we're not careful, the routine keeps us stagnant in our relationship with God. Because during the hustle and the bustle, we we find that we're trying to meet deadlines and, and schedules. But what happens, we're always calling out to God, oh God, we may not really... Think that we're doing it, but a lot of times, if you're around people, they say, "Oh God, I gotta hurry! Oh God, oh God, I gotta go! Oh Lord, help me get to the get to the airport in time." You know, we I saw people in such a hustle bustle state this week. You know, well, when you when you get on an airplane, you know, you got to go to Atlanta, regardless of wherever you go in this world. If you're flying, you got to go to Atlanta to get there. That that's the hub. That's the exchange. But even at the Montgomery Airport was busy, to some degree. But when we got into Atlanta, I realized that everybody's in a hurry. They're pushing and a shoving because they got somewhere to go. But it was so good that when we finally got to our destination, I could kick back and relax, and I say, "Whoo! I'm glad that's over." (laughs) Or when I got home last night and sat down in my truck there at the airport and got ready to drive home, I was like, "Whoo! I'm glad it's over." I enjoyed it, I had a good time, but no place like home. But if we would find our place of realizing that there is no place like being in the presence of the Lord. That's our resting place. He said, in me you'll find peace and rest. But the beauty of that is, is if we're not careful, we get so caught up. In the going, we forget how to just enjoy the going. We get under stress, we get anxiety. I saw people with a look in their eyes like, "Oh God, what 's going to happen? Am I going to get there on time?" And I begin to feel a little of that pressure when you go into the airport you 're in one end, and you got 20 minutes to get to the other end. <laughs> And you've got to get all the way to the other end and still get on there before they leave you. (laughs) Life is a hustle and a bustle. But isn't it wonderful that we can just kick back in his arms as we sang this morning and just find his peace there. We find that he's wonderful, our counselor, prince of peace, deliverer, if we'll just slow down. Tell the message again this morning, it's time for a change. It's time to change what we're used to doing and find a way that is pleasing, not only to God, but pleasing to ourselves. So if you have your Bible, let's start off today, since we're going to be ministering from the Word. Hold your Bible up. Sonya's already back there on the screen, and it says, well, say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert, my heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our passage of Scripture today, our reading, if you'll give me a moment to get my glasses on, since we're not working with the stand. Do you want to? Would you be willing to do that with me? I like you right by my side. Okay. All right. My passage of Scripture this this morning is taken out of Philippians. And um, it's out of the third chapter. And I'm not really sure where I want to start because there's several places that I could start. But I want to lead, let the, the Holy Spirit lead me in this. Because in this passages of Scripture we find that Paul is, the Apostle Paul, he's sharing about wanting and feeling the desire to obtain, to go where God wants him to go, to fulfill the plan of God on his life. And in that process, he has come to a place where he realizes that out of all the things I've done, good, bad, or indifferent, if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves in the same place. We find that the things that I've done in my past will hold me back. And the reason they hold us back is is because usually those things that we've done, whether it was either we've done or somebody's done to us, they seem to stay on the forefront of our mind, and we have a tendency to think on those things a lot. And if it has been something that maybe we did that was hurtful, wrong perhaps in the sight of God, or a sin of some sort, or something that someone did to us, or said to us, we seem to have the tendency to dwell on that. And the Apostle Paul, in Philippians, talking to the church of Philippi, he was saying that what happens is, if we don't correct that, Paul said, if I don't get this corrected, if I don't apprehend that which God has apprehended me for, and he uses that word several times in these passages of Scripture, if I don't chase after those things that, that God has predestined for me to fulfill, to do, then I'm going to be held back because all I'm dwelling on is my past. Now, I don't know about you, I can only speak for myself. But there's things in my life that has been a part of my past. I'm not pleased or happy about. Some things were done to me or I was treated or said things about me and to me that can be disappointing to me. I can dwell on that if I choose. Or I can dwell on those things that maybe I've done in the past that wasn't pleasing in the sight of God or to anybody else. But if I dwell on that, I'm not dwelling on the direction that God has for my life. That's why my title is this morning, it's time for change. We're in a changing season right now. We just left, so to speak, the summer. We're coming into fall. We're in a time of thanksgiving. Do you realize that, that we have different seasons And the Bible says there's a time and a season for all things. What he's saying is there's a time of changing. But have you ever noticed we don't like change? As much as I enjoy traveling and seeing my family this week, I didn't, you know, nothing wrong really with where I was staying, but it wasn't my bed that I slept in. You see what I'm saying? My mode of transportation, even though it was in an airplane or a jet, it wasn't my normal pickup truck, transportation. I had to change in order to get somewhere. Now, I could have driven, I could have stayed in my mode, but do you realize it would have taken longer? But because I was willing to change and be a little uncomfortable, which I know we don't like, But the reward was, you get there a lot quicker. And you actually get to spend more time with your family. So there was a reward in that. So if you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, because this, right here, ladies and gentlemen, this is the roadmap to life. This is our bread. This is the very life that we we partake of. And I tell you, It's amazing to me how often people only look at this once a week, only on Sunday, and they don't feed. It's no wonder that we're malnourished, malnutritioned, because we—if unless you're really in this word, you're not feasting on the food, the manna, the vitamins that you need to progress. And the reason we don't like change and we don't want to apprehend that which God has apprehended us for, the reason we don't always want to advance his kingdom, because doing that's going to require that we advance and we don't like change, and since we don't like change and don't really want to do what's necessary in order to fulfill the purpose of God in our life, we need this word, then we'll do without the word. And then we wonder why, I wonder why I got that attitude. I wonder why those thoughts come into my mind. You know, the Apostle Paul used the passage and wrote this in the Scripture. He said let this mind be in you. What mind? The mind of Christ. Let it be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who in the form of God, Jesus was in the form of God, he said, thought it not robbery. Now think about that for just a moment thought it not robbery to be equal with God Almighty. Think about that for a minute. The Apostle Paul is saying here, God says it's okay to be equal with me. Oh, Pastor Ron, I couldn't do that. I'm just human. He's not talking about in your humanistic state. He's talking about in the spiritual dimension. Walking with God. God. Day in and day out. But it's going to require, and if we're going to change, if we're going to keep up with what's going on, we're going to have to change. And you can just fall in here anytime, with me, Kale. In Philippians chapter 3, I'm going to be reading in, starting in verse 10. He said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I'm going to stop right there just for a minute. The only way you're going to know him is you're going to have to be willing to change to take on his nature. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Oh, Pastor Ron, I don't want to to have to suffer. Well, you know, Jesus said, if you suffer with me, you reign with me. There is a reigning. You know, there is a discomfort in progressing with God. It's just like the analogy I use: the discomfort of having to sit in a plane with other people all around me, but I got there quicker. Or I could have been with just Kelly and I, and I could have spread out, kind of, in my pickup truck. Kind of went my way. Stop when I get ready. Eat when I get ready. Sleep in a hotel when I got ready. But no. But there, there was, I had to discipline myself. I had to be willing to change. Yes. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. You know, that, just that passage of scripture, you, a, a, a pastor or a preacher teacher could preach on that for a month or two. Where there's so much power in that. Verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead... Not as though I had, had already attained. I like that. You and I have not reached this uh, place of maturity in God where he wants us to be. We've not reached it yet. Paul uses, the, uh, the King James says, perfection. And sometimes, you know, when you read that, your first thought, my first thought may be, <clears throat> well, there's nobody perfect but Jesus. But that's not what he's referring to here. He's talking about a, a maturity, a growing up. Not as though I had already obtained that maturity in God. Either were already perfect or mature. But I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. You see, he's saying, it's my per, my, my drive in life is I have got to obtain I have got to grasp a hold of this Christ so he can have free reign to use me, to take me where he wants me to, to be used and to do. Paul said, I, I haven't gotten there to the place of maturity yet, but I'm, trying, I'm striving for it. And boy, if there's anybody that had experienced change in his life, let me paint just a picture for just a second. The Apostle Paul was a man who was in high rank in the military. He was catered to. He had servants. You do this and you do that. He was also a very highly educated schooled at the Harvard or Yale. What do they call that? Ivy League School. He was prestigious with his knowledge. But here's a man with all of this. This man was shipwrecked. This man was snake bitten. This man was beaten to death or close to it. This man suffered. And how in the world could he say this about the suffering? That I might know him in the suffering? The fellowship. He actually calls the suffering fellowship. But he would have never gotten there if he hadn't have been willing to change. But what what was the reward? He found out that there is, he goes on to say, everything that I've accomplished. Everything that I've done in the natural. Become great in the uh, high ranking military. Servants, highly educated. He says, all of this is nothing but dung. In comparison, here's a man who suffered all of these things and now he's saying all this prestige and nothing. Because what I found in Christ, seeking him, Desiring to fulfill the purpose of God in my life. Knowing his anointing. Learning to fellowship with him in the suffering. All of that that I had. It wasn't worth a hill of beans. Not compared to the joy of knowing him. I think sometimes we just got it too easy. I think sometimes we have become so comfortable with life in general. Well, I got a car and I got a home. I got a few clothes. Got a little money in my pocket. Life is good. Well, it may be good. But if you're going to go and fulfill the purpose of God in your life, if you're going to advance the kingdom, then the, the kingdom has to be advanced in you. I think we have to make a decision. Am I going to stay here with all the, I'm okay. Okay. Or make the decision that says, you know what? I am going to fulfill the purpose and the plan of God for my life. The reason we don't want to fulfill the purpose and the plan of God for our life. Is we know deep down inside, there's some suffering involved. There is some dying. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily. Suffering. I got to do, I got to stop doing some of these things that I just enjoy. You know. So. But it's fixing to get good. This is why I entitled it. It's time for a change. I like. I got to reread verse 12. None as though I had already obtained. Either were already perfect. But I follow after that. That if I may apprehend. That for which I am also apprehended. Of Christ Jesus. Now verse 13. Brethren I count. Not myself to have apprehended. I hadn't got there yet. I, I listen. Can I just bring it down to earth? What he's saying is, listen. He's like, we know his past. We know his story. How he suffered. What he's saying there. <laughs> I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do now. I want you to see this. He refers to it as one thing. But there's two things that he had to put together to make a whole. Because only one wouldn't fulfill. It took the other to fulfill to make it a whole. Brethren, I count myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do. He didn't say, "I did it," meaning "I did it, I did it one time." This is something we are going to have to do if you choose to want to fulfill the purpose and the plan to advance the kingdom of God in your life and in other people's lives. But you've got to make, before I go any further, this is the decision you have to decide on. You know, it's a choice. I think sometimes we are painted this picture, well, I'm born again, I'm saved. I got my train ticket or the old gospel ship ticket. I got some kind of ticket to heaven. And one day it's all going to be really good there. But while I'm on earth, you know, I just got to go with the flow. I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Well, you're either a sinner or you're saved. Because you cannot advance the kingdom of God in your life and in other people's lives if you have the mentality that you're only just a sinner. You either have been forgiven or you haven't. You've either been washed in the blood or you haven't. You've either received it by faith or you didn't. And if you would go to the extent of asking Christ into your heart to be born again, why not take the next step of faith over here and go ahead and allow yourself to suffer with him that you might fulfill the purpose of God in your life? I don't know when I get to heaven. I don't know if there's going to be a line where it says, well, this line Oh, Lee, it's 20 miles long. These people got saved. Ah, there's another line over here who were willing to change. But the line's only a quarter of a mile long. Why? Well, they, they got saved. But over here, they were only willing. But over here, they were willing to do what was necessary to fulfill the call of God on their life. Can I say this this morning to you? You will never reach your point of happiness that God desires you to reach. You will never obtain it. You will never enjoy the fullness of the joy of God unless you are pursuing your calling. Mm-hmm. Using your gifts and your talents. And I'm going to tell you, if you're going to use your gifts and talents, it and, wouldn't it be a shame that you give a gift to one of your children and they just set it in the closet and said, well... Mom and dad gave it to me, but I'm really not going to do anything with it. And you worked hard to get it. And the thing that Jesus gave is very life, to give you life, and you set the real good part of life that he has provided and died for, and you set it on the closet shelf. And then when we get to heaven, he says, Well, yeah, hey, well, at least you took advantage of the salvation part. You say you look at things like that. I do. Because I don't want to do anything that's going to hinder him from advancing my life so I can fulfill the purpose of God in my life. I, you know, I'm not happy unless I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. And it's fixing to get real good. Kelly, you can just jump in here anytime.
0: <laughs> well, not much room to jump
1: in. <laughs> But this one thing I do, and you will find you will not only do, but you will continually do, day in, day out, forgetting those things which are behind. Let's just stop right there. you got to let it go. Somebody hurt your feelings? Let it go. You have a choice. God has gifted you with the ability to let it go. Well, Pastor Ron, if you only knew how bad my life was in the past. If you've asked for forgiveness, don't go asking God about it because he already says his word. When you've asked for forgiveness, he said, I forgot it. I so much forgot it that I threw it in the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west. There's no room for him to even remember it. He threw it away when you said, Father, forgive me for that. Father, forgive me of my sins. When you prayed that sinner's prayer, you went from being a sinner to no longer being a sinner. You went from having sins in your life that they no more exist when you ask him to forgive you. That's why Jesus went to the cross. So you and I could know the beauty, the joy, the happiness, the peace. Of being forgiven. And then. He said this one thing I do. I forget those things which are behind me. Just let it go. Well pastor but you don't know. My background. Let it go. Forgetting those things which are behind. Now listen. This is important because. In order for you to continue. Moving forward without keeping your mind on those old sins, those old habits, those old way of life, then you're gonna to have to do this. This is why the apostle Paul said this one thing. He put these together. These are really one thing. You forget the past, except the fact that you now are born again, you are free, you're not a sinner. But now I'm reaching forth. I'm working. I'm going forward. I'm grabbing a hold of those things which are before me. Can you imagine where you'd wind up if all you did driving down the road looking in your rear view mirror? You're either going to get in a wreck or you're going to crash somewhere. You're going to wind up in a ditch. You're going to hurt somebody. I want you to hear that again. If all you're looking is at your past, instead of pressing forward, you're hurting not just you, but somebody else. Somebody needs to see the advancement of the kingdom of God in your life. They're waiting. The whole world groaneth and travaileth for the manifestations of the sons of God. You know what he's saying there? The world's waiting on you to have that right relationship. They want to see you advancing. They want to see you fulfilling the purpose of God in your life. I do. I not only want it for myself, but I want it for others. Amen. Because the suffering at this present time is not to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. What, when I get to heaven? No, it's now. Amen. We've put off so long getting the goody good glory one day. And Jesus died that I might have and that you might have this life and have it more abundant. So that as you're advancing the kingdom of God in your life and in others, you realize that this suffering that I must go through is nothing in comparison to the joy, the peace, the happiness that God has given me in the process. Amen. people say well how can you be so happy how can you have such peace in all the hell that you're going through I'm advancing the kingdom he's advancing me I'm pressing forward I'm not looking at that mess Amen. I don't deal with it he does he said cast all your cares upon me Amen. I'll make your burdens light folks we gotta let this mess go Amen. just let it go Hallelujah. Amen. Forget it. And next time you think of somebody that's done you wrong, don't think about that song. Somebody done somebody wrong song. Next time that comes forth, that thought enters your mind. Well, you don't know what they did to me. When when you think on those things, well, but all my life and my past, oh, Lord, I was one wild sister or brother immediately say, I refuse to think that thought because that is gone. I don't live there anymore. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. I'm not the old man I was. I don't dwell on that old mess. You say, Pastor, you made any mistakes? Who have I? And who hasn't? I don't dwell on it. I'm dwelling, I am focusing on what's ahead of me. The dreams, the goals, that my desires. He said to me, Ron, I'll give you the desires of your heart. There's a clause there. If. Anybody know that passage of scripture? And he'll give you the desires of your heart. Your mind on you. Whose mind is stayed on him. You gotta keep him going up here. If you don't do it here, it's not gonna happen here. Your mind, you got he said, let the mind of Christ. No, he wasn't just really talking about this, but there is a there is a correlation that what you think you become. What you dwell on, you become. What you keep your mind on, you become. That's why he said, let the mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. God don't even think it is robbery, just to be equal with him. Ladies and gentlemen, if, we are going to, if we're going to experience the change, and I know change is tough, but the reward is fabulous. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you're here today and you're seeking to become wealthy, there is something you're going to have to do. If, you want, if you're looking for material wealth, You're going to have to stop doing what you're doing, find out how other people have obtained that wealth, and you're going to have to chase and follow the same thing they did. But I'll guarantee you, there's one thing they're going to say the road was tough, it required discipline. Well, it's going to require this. But here's the beauty. Do what's necessary to fulfill the purpose of God in your life. Follow after him. And he said in his word, he'll bless you spiritually, physically, financially, and emotionally. You get the whole package. When you sell out to him. We got to change. We got to let the past go. I, I, you know. Isn't it amazing how you can just be out in the public? You can be in a store. You can be in an airport. You can be anywhere. But you see the look on people's faces. They have lost hope. They put all their hope in people up in Washington. They put all their hope in their family. Can I tell you something? Washington, D.C., them folks up there, they're going to let you down. There's some good folks up there, but regardless, they're going to let you down. Do you know, Sim, you're going to have family members that's going to let you down. Your preacher, your pastor is not going to do everything just like you are. You're going to find some flaws. I know you. it's hard to believe that I'd have a flaw. <laughs> but all joking aside, everybody has flaws. But it's not them you're focusing on. You've got to get your mind off everybody else. and You've got to get it on you and your relationship with Jesus Christ. Jump in here, Kelly. I know you got something brewing in there.
0: <laughs> well, I, I was thinking about Come reading on, this, but you know, Ron just said the key word. He said, you, you, You've got, where's your focus at? Your focus makes all the difference in the world. If you're focusing on everything else but God, then you're focusing on the wrong thing. Isn't that what happened to Peter when he stepped out of the boat? As long as he had his eyes focused on Jesus, he walked on the water. But it was when he looked down at his circumstances, when he looked, okay, now go with me here, when he looked at his past, when he thought about everything that he could have, should have would have done, when we look at everything else, when we look at our shortcomings, when we look at other people, when we look at what we didn't do, what we wished we could have done. We get our focus off of him, Amen. we begin to sink. Because we put our focus in the wrong place. You know, and this, this passage of scripture is not just a, a one-time thing either. It's an everyday thing. You know, I want to read this little bit to you from the Passion. Verse 13, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. My focus is on God. That's where my strength comes from. That's who I'm depending on to give me the ability to do what I need to do. Okay? So, however, I do have one compelling focus. I love the way it says it here. I, do, I don't depend on my own strength, but I have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past. Now, I woke up this morning. I have a new day. I'm not just talking about this time that I came to the Lord and gave my heart to Jesus. Okay? That's not what he's talking about here. He is, but he's going further than that. Okay? This, I forget all. All of the past. Not one or two things of the past. I forget all of the past. As I fasten my heart to the future instead. Ron said it a while ago. You can't go forward Look, driving a car looking in your rear view mirror. You know, there's a reason why your front mirror, your front window is way bigger than that little bitty rear view mirror. It's a little, little rear view mirror, isn't it? It's not the whole windshield. Because... Do you, you maybe look in there to remind you where you came from? You may be looking that rearview mirror to remind, oh man, we have gone a long way in God. But we keep our we focus on the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So every day when we wake up. We have, I was going to bring this, we have a, brand, a blank, well, I'm going to do it this way. Every day when you wake up, you have a blank page. You know, there's nothing been written on that page yet. When you open your eyes, nothing's on that page yet. It's a blank page. You have an opportunity to change. Ron's talking, Is talking about a change. You have a f- decision, you have a opportunity that very moment to write a different story than yesterday's story yesterday I may have made a bunch of mistakes I may have said a lot of things I wish I hadn't said I may have made some choices that I wished I shouldn't have made anybody been there anybody wish you you know you could but you you know what you can't change yesterday thank you God, for the grace of God, his mercies that are new when every morning morning I wake up, his mercies are new. I get a chance to write a different story. I get a chance to say something different on the page of my life. I get a chance to focus on the future where I'm going, get my eyes recentered, get them off of yesterday. I can't do nothing about yesterday. My regrets that I might have, that I wish I could have done different, wish I should have, could have, would have said something different, did something different, made a different decision. I can get them off of that, get my future, my eyes focused on my future with Jesus, and I can write something else for today. Hallelujah. What a wonderful thing that is. God has given us. Glory. Do you realize that? Hallelujah. You can change your future. That's what we're talking about here. You can change your tomorrow. You can change the next minute. You haven't gotten to that minute yet. Oh, if you said something wrong, you did something. Father, forgive me. I receive your forgiveness. I'm going to write something else. My next line is going to be a different line. It's going to be something I'm focused in on God. I'm centered in on Him. I'm keeping my eyes on Jesus. And when I slip and fall, Father, forgive me. You know what? You know what? When Peter started sinking, Jesus is like, oh, just go on down. Yeah, I messed up. Just sink on down there. No, what did He do? Peter said, save me. You know, that's my word. Save me, Jesus. Forgive me. Help me. Jesus reached down picked him up. Now he did say, now you, you, you should have had a little more faith. But oh, he didn't whip him up and beat him up and slam him down in the boat. He just reminded him. He said, keep your focus on me. Keep your focus centered on me. Don't pay attention. Don't forget about that. Come on with me. That's what he said. That's what we're saying. It's time for a change. It's time to get our focus on him. Write something different on your page. Write you and Jesus together. Write your future today. If you didn't like yesterday, hallelujah. You can write another day. Oh, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Aren't you so glad for that? Hallelujah. You get an opportunity to write something different on your story. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. I think that's what I have. (laughs) Hallelujah. God is so good to us. He is so good to us. He has made a way. He thought of everything. He thought of everything and made a way for us. To write something different. To come along. He, and, and I like the part, you know, that was very important. That's why I started with that line. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. I'm doing life with him. I, I can't make these choices and decisions right by myself. I have, an, I have uh, the responsibility to make the choice, but I make it with him. I don't have to make it without him. I can make it with him and we will do this together and we will write a good story for today. Hallelujah. And affect change in others. Like Ron said, if you don't, you're going to hurt somebody. If you keep looking in the past, if you keep walling around, you're going to hurt, not just you, but somebody else that needs you. So you and God together, write some stuff that's going to help somebody, not just help you. Glory to God. Yes, it's going to help me. I'm going to do my happy dance. Because it's going to help me. But I'm going to be able to help somebody else. Hallelujah. And we're going to go through this together. Into our future with Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God.
1: All right, I'm going to close with this. This is titled, as the title is, It's Time for a Change. The time for change has come. It's now. It's right now. But it's a choice. But let me share with you what this writer had written with his, what God has laid upon his heart about the time for change had come. The Lord spoke to him and he said, eternity now, eternity is now flooding into time. This season will be the most productive and powerful season that you have ever witnessed. I'll take this in for yourself. Receive this for you, if you're willing to, Make the right choice. If you're willing to change, if you're willing to forget your past and let's grasp a hold of what God has, this will be the most productive and powerful season you've ever witnessed. For I'm hastening my word to bring it to pass. Long dormant promises will now spring to life. Anybody ever had any promises they've been hanging on to? As I bring you through the most rapid changes you have ever experienced. The changes that are upon you will demand that you trust me more. In the stretching of your faith, you will find me as never before. We're talking about change here. It's tough. Get ready for the kingdom of joy to come. I might even need some kingdom joy. It will come even while dark shadows linger over your circumstances. In the midst of your mess, you're going to see some joy and the joy of circumstances happening to you. He goes on to say to this, God was speaking to this gentleman, he said, leap for joy. What was the, 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 the tithes and offerings thing about? About joy of giving. Man, when you're giving all you got to God, I'm not talking about your finances, we're talking about your life. You're going to leap for joy. Leap for leap for joy, <laughs> leap for joy. For that leap, for in that leap of faith, you will find my presence. Faith rejoices and subdues doubt and fear. Watch new miracles flow through the seasons of joy that I bring. Amen. How's he going to bring them to you? You put your past behind you. You're not accepting it. You're moving on with God and you're advancing the kingdom of God. It's a little suffering going on, but it's worth it. For through the seasons of joy that I will bring. Always be ready to share your living faith with those who are near. Hey, folks, I don't know if you did it, but you had a chance if he was with your family over the week, over this uh, Thanksgiving time. And Christmas is coming. Families get together. You know what? The the world is in the shape it's in. We like to blame it on our government. It's we the people. We're not putting our family. Listen, it's all about me, 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 me. We don't have families. We don't have fathers and mothers together that's producing a family, a family knit, a family that loves God. We don't have families of God anymore. We have identities. Always be ready to share your living faith with those who are near. Speak forth your praises. Give, listen to this, give your bold and courageous testimony. Hallelujah. It's okay to tell them you're going through some mess. They're going through it too. But tell them how God is bringing you through. through yea, though I walk through the valley of shallow death. I said yea, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death. I'm not going to stay there and canonize the place. That's I right. fear no evil. Hallelujah. For the Lord is with me.
0: Hallelujah. Now, yes. They need to see God is yes, with you. Yes they do. Amen. That's the They key. need to see
1: that a God is a God that's not in a box. He's not in a casket sleeping in the grave. He's a God of the living. Yes. Because the God of the living is living in you. Yes. Woo, you're going to get me happy here in a minute. <laughs> Speak your praise. Give your bold and courageous testimony. Now listen to what he does when you do this. And watch me melt the hearts of men and women yes, amen. with my love.
0: Hallelujah.
1: What the world needs now is love. God.
0: God's love. Yes.
1: They got to see it in you. Actions Speak louder than words. You can tell people all day long about how good God is. But boy, when they see the reality, the manifestation of the love of God in our lives, it changes. It melts
0: their heart. Yes, it does. Amen.
1: Because they do want that. They may not know they want it, but they do. They're wanting something that works. That's right. Because everything they've tried is not working. That's
0: right. Amen.
1: Only God will work for their lives. And watch me melt the hearts in, of men and women with my love. A great harvest is here. Not someday, but now, this very day. Amen. You know what? That's, that's faith in action. That's right. I just accept the fact that my past is done. Amen. The old run is a dead man. He stinketh back there. He has been dead so long, he now stinketh. And if you need to know ladies and gentlemen folk don't want to be around you stinking Mm -hmm. so let them smell the aroma of the presence of God in your life. Yes, amen. Because you have made a choice that I'm alive in Christ. Amen. I live and move and have my being in him. That's some good preaching. I'm (laughs) going to buy this CD myself. Glory to God. You say well that sure is different from last Sunday. Listen, it should be different. There's a time and a season for all things. We become complacent and we've got to say, well, I want the kind of preacher that sits there and is, is this way. And you're going to get a variety here, I guarantee you. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Oh, Kelly, I'm happy. Praise God. I done God. preach Amen. myself Amen. happy. Amen. Me too. I didn't do my happy dance last Sunday, but I'm doing it today. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise the Lord. No, I was overcome by the love of God last Sunday. Today it's a different kind of love. <laughs> me, and, me and God, we, we were hanging on the beach just relaxing in his love last Sunday. Today, he and I are playing football. <laughs> and it ain't an Alabama-Auburn game. I'm going to tell you something. I'm a winner. He's a winner. And you're a winner.
0: Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Nobody
1: loses on this team. Hallelujah. <laughs> Man, I'm feeling God. good today.
0: Thank you,
1: Jesus. How do you stop something I like that? Know. Good gracious. Ask them
0: if they want to come into this family.
1: Oh, you want to come be a part of the changing family? The winning team. The winning team. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise alive. the
0: Lord, Hallelujah. Woo. God is good. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Praise
1: the Lord. Father, I love you. Yes, Lord. We love you, I thank you. Lord, you just take me just like I am. I don't have to be nobody. I am somebody with you. Hallelujah. Because you live in me, and I'm in you, Jesus, and you're in the Father. Me and you and Jesus, we buddies, we won. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful today, Father, for your word. Oh, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Oh, there's power in the word. Yes, There's life in this word. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, all of that that I thought I was is nothing but a pile of dung. Yes, I've been snake bit. Yes, I have been shipwrecked. Yes, I've been beaten and left for dead. But it don't compare to the glory that I feel Folks, I'm going to tell you something. There's folks that would to God they had that joy today.
0: Yes, amen, amen.
1: Well, I got that joy. I got that joy, but it did require some suffering, but it required a choice, a decision. Come sink or swim, hell or high water, God, I'm going with you. (laughs) I've had that old life, and it stinks. It never brought fulfillment. It always left me wanting more. One drop of alcohol, one gallon of alcohol, always wanted to make me have another one. Been there, been there. <laughs> but oh, the joy of <laughs> living for you! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Thank you, Jesus. Father, I love you. I don't know. I listen to. You. So, do you want to make a decision this morning? Today's a new day. I don't know what you did yesterday. I don't know what you did last Sunday. But today's a new day.
0: Yes,
1: it is. Lamentation says his mercies are new every morning.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Man, if you want to change, you want to make a commitment, say, God, listen, here I am. I'm willing to suffer with you to know you in the fellowship of your suffering. Man, I don't know about you, but good Lord, today, I just come down here and say, Lord, here I am. You know, You say, well, Pastor, I I can do that right there. It's just something about the boldness of God coming over and saying, listen, I don't care what nobody thinks about me. I don't care what they say about me anymore. I don't care if they remember the old person, that old woman, that old man I was. But I can tell you one thing. That's behind me, and I am new today. I'm brand new today. My past is over. I don't know about you, but I, I ain't had a real good pass, And I'm glad it's over. Hallelujah. Kim, I'm glad that mess is gone. I may not get it all right today, but when he, when he bumps me and he says, Mm-mm, Ron, I don't like that, I can say, Father, forgive me. Amen. And he says, you forgive me. I say, I receive that. You got to receive it. And it's over. It's over. You know what he says? don't you go dragging yourself back in this mess. If you get a little close to it, you're going to start stinking. Because that old boy has been dead for a while. I like to be over here in the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. I want to be walking around. And when I get some, close to somebody, they say, Mmm, he smelled good. Listen, it ain't Old Spice. It ain't Calvin Klein. It's the fragrance of the Holy Ghost. I tell you what, when you make that decision and you make the the, the choice to change, (laughs) some things are going to happen. New things. Some miracles that need to happen in your life, they're going to happen. This is a new season. This is a new time. Amen. Yesterday's gone. Today is the day of salvation. This is the day the Lord hath made for you to rejoice. Not ponder on your past, but rejoice Amen. and be glad. Yes. How can happy. you be glad, messing in your mess back there? I'm already saying it again. It stinks. Yes. Come on over here in the fragrance of God. And you know what? We all got a different smell. God don't, God just don't give over here, Brother Lance. He don't just say when he's when he's when he's made this decision to go with God, and he got this fragrance on. His fragrance smells a little different than mine. Amen. He may give him, God, God may give him that the old, old spice smell. He may come over here and give my brother over here some musk. Jovan musk. I don't know what fra- flavor. I don't know. Huh? I don't know what fragrance you are. I don't know what flavor you are. But I hope you're smelling good. Because you made a choice. That I'm going to accept my change. I am moving forward. This yes. is not, listen. Don't wait for tomorrow for your miracle. That's right. Be expecting it right now. I, be, Man, if you're believing for healing, I just got through reading it in there. Expecting as right now. Amen. You, don't put it off. Because if you put it off, it's the same thing you're going to do with your choice and your decision. You're going to keep putting it off. My goodness, sake o'clock, baby. Finish up in prayer. Hallelujah. <laughs> do whatever you need to do. I have done said enough. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
0: You know, maybe there's somebody in the house this morning or watching online, and you have felt the Holy Spirit tug at your heart. You've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, but you've you've said, "I want to know what they're talking about." I want to have that new experience in my life. I I want my past to be over. I want to walk into change. I want to go forward into what what the newness of life. Well, you can do that very simply in the house today or online. All you got to do is pray this simple prayer with me. You felt that Holy Spirit. You know, the Word of God says no man comes to Father except the Spirit draws him. And if you're feeling that tug, that pull of your heart, that's the Spirit of the Lord dealing with you, saying, I want to come in. I want to save you. I want to make your life different from here out. A new life, a life walked with him into the fullness of what God has for you. So if everybody in the house will just pray, pray this prayer with me and you pray it out online, if you've never asked the Lord to come into your heart and life, Jesus. I believe you are the son of God. I believe you came to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Of everything I've done wrong. Every wrong decision. Every, everything. Lord your word says all. And I, know, and I accept and receive that forgiveness. You've washed me in your blood and covered me and I'm a new creature in Jesus Christ and I receive it right now in Jesus name Amen if you prayed that prayer you have accepted the Lord as your Savior Hallelujah